you for tuning in to this episode of Incredibly Human. The point of Incredibly Human is to have meaningful conversations about life and ourselves, who we are, what we've experienced, and what we're capable of. We're here to share stories and ideas and celebrate good causes. We hope you gain something along the way. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Incredibly Human Podcast. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing a Zoom podcast. And today we've got Olivia with us, who's an ICU nurse. Thank you for being here. Glad to be here. A little backstory. Olivia worked with my my wife, Callie. They're both ICU nurses. And we're just trying to keep up to date with what's going on with COVID and everything. So let's just hop into it. COVID has come back uh, in another full wave in some areas, it's actually worse, even with vaccinations and everything rolling out. What are you experiencing at your hospital? It's definitely worse at our hospital this time around than it was ever before. We've experienced many more, much more numbers, and it, and it happened so much quicker. This time it happened within a matter of a couple of weeks. It just boomed. We went from having two, three COVID patients in the ICU at a time to the entire ICU being filled. And then we were making a whole nother ICU just to fill, just to have beds. Mm -hmm. We're running out of ventilators um, off and on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I I know from the last wave last year, it was kind of like that. You had to put in another ICU unit and negative pressure rooms and more ventilators. And so do you feel like this wave is different um, you can tell a difference between the previous wave or... I I feel like it's different just because we had already gone through it. And I felt, I think a lot of us thought hopefully it was over, at least the magnitude of how many patients were on the ventilator and all the death that we were seeing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us had hoped that it was, you know, over for the most part. And so it coming back again has just been hard I felt for me, it's been harder emotionally this time because before we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. This time we knew, we knew what, we, what was coming. So we were scared before it even happened. As it was starting to happen, we were scared. This time around, I've felt much more anger and frustration than I did last time. And a lot of it is coming from, I think the people and the families are burnt out more this time. Mm. You know, people have been hearing about it for so long and everybody, everybody wants it to be over. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the denial is, is more real this time. The denial in the families and the patients that it's, this is still a real thing. No, I know there was a little bit of a relief, you know, at one point, I think y'all's hospital when Callie was still there, you had like maybe one patient that was COVID and it was like, you know, it's, it's passed, it's moving on. Vaccines are rolling out. People are getting it herd immunity, you know, all this stuff. So maybe it's working. Maybe we're, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And then next thing you know, within a, a month or so, um, it came back in full force. And are you seeing any different in terms of like your patients and their symptoms or does it look the, in the exact same? They're younger this time. Hmm. We're seeing people in their 30s, 40s, well, some in their 20s even, but a lot of people in their 30s and their 40s, we didn't see that as much before. Hmm. It happened, but it's like the majority of our patients are 40s, 50s. A good amount of them are in their 30s. Some we get in their 20s. And 
some a lot most of these people aren't coming off the ventilator alive right just like before but before they were at least a little bit older right not mom like moms and dads with children still at home is that taking a little bit more toll whenever you're seeing it it's happening to younger people definitely definitely it's scary it's very scary and it's i mean it's hard to see these people suffering and people losing their loved ones but it's scary as a 30 year old right that you know before it was kind of like well i'm young i'm healthy i, I do the kind of the same thing as a lot of the population does I'm young mm-hmm. i'm healthy i should be okay well now it's like well maybe i won't be right <laughs> you know you never know what's frustrating you the most out of this one how honestly the family members <laughs> beforehand i felt like people were praising the healthcare workers there's a lot less appreciation and i'm not in this for the appreciation but i feel like it's gone 360 mm. and we're almost being blamed some of the times and we do have times where family members just think that it's our fault that we're killing their loved one Mm -hmm. that we're the reason that they're dying and that's that's hard to do what we do every day and see everything that we're seeing we're exhausted we don't want to we don't want these people to die Mm -hmm. we don't want these people hurting them to get blamed for it or told that we could have done more you're not doing enough where do you think that's coming from why do you think that they're they're blaming you i don't know possibly just media i'm not real sure i think that a lot of people are convinced still or hoping that it's fake that it's not real but it is so i i'm not real sure (laughs) yeah where they're getting it first let me ask you this are uh, the majority of your your patients vaccinated or unvaccinated unvaccinated definitely so the ones on the ventilator uh, they've been keeping track baylor wide so system wide uh and currently 97 percent of the patients on the ventilator are unvaccinated mm-hmm. and last time i looked it was a couple weeks ago that this was sent out but of all the COVID patients period just in the hospital and then 93 percent in the icu were unvaccinated 97 percent on the ventilator unvaccinated when vaccines rolled out, we rolled out with different ages and different groups and stuff first, but now it's to the point where if you want the vaccine, you're going to get the vaccine. Um, and so a lot of people that wanted it and trust it, they've gotten it. The people who don't necessarily trust it or don't feel like they should get it, they're the ones who aren't getting it. Do you think that plays a role with why they might be blaming you is because Absolutely. you know they're also the people who don't really trust the vaccine? That's actually a very good Good point. Yeah, I mean, definitely, it's probably just the, the mindset of the of the people. You know, when Callie talks to me about it, she she often describes it as just kind of this helpless feeling uh, as a nurse because really nothing is working. Um, right. Especially when they get to a certain point and they're on the ventilator, it's almost you know it. The outcome is always always the same. Do you feel right. that sense of helplessness? I do. Yeah. And- because, like, like you said, uh, that she said, <laughs> once they get to us in ICU, they are on the ventilator. Like, the, there's so many COVID patients right now that unless they're on a ventilator, they're not going to be in the ICU, basically. We're full to the brim with ICU ventilator or with COVID ventilators. And, yeah, at that point, it's like, well, 
let's pray for them. Right. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the only other thing we got. Yeah. Um, and I know some of that, you know, what's, what's also kind of frustrating is there's a lot of people who are saying that there's these other therapeutics that work, um, and they're just not being used. Um, do you feel like you have people oh, yeah. who are mentioning that to you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ivermectin. Yeah. For one, people, uh, definitely think that that's a drug of choice. We've even had a patient or a family member whose, uh, spouse was on the ventilator and he was definitely not going to make it since has passed, but she was trying so hard, bless her heart and just wanted everything done that she pretty much demanded the doctor try ivermectin. Mm -hmm. And and at that point, you know, even though it really wasn't recommended, it's like, well, okay, we've tried, we've done everything else. So he did it, but, so what I'm getting at, though, is that, like we have patient family members or patients for almost demanding it, you know, just do it. The ivermectin one is the one that gets to me. It's for parasites right? in livestock. But I think that's, you know, there's there's just so much, you know, people just don't know what to believe. You know, uh, you have so many people are out there advocating it. There's even doctors and nurses who are saying that this stuff works. The ivermectin is is saving people's lives and all this other stuff. And so... You know, when these these videos are going around and people are hearing that and they're hearing it from nurses and doctors, yeah. you know, um, they're they're definitely going to have that, that, uh, you know, why aren't we doing that with these patients kind of mentality. So, I, yeah, I don't know what the answer is to that, you know, besides yeah. just trying to reinform people to the best of your ability. But there just hasn't been enough out there to prove any of this is working other than the vaccines, I guess. There's also a nurse shortage, and that's been something a lot of people have been talking about. Um, there's a bed shortage. What do you think is causing the nurse shortage? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Nobody wants to do this anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I and I love nursing before COVID. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of other option, and I also don't want to just leave. I don't right. want to give up on it. But but we're tired. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible job to have to do right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are blaming it though on on nurses not wanting to get vaccinated. Do you know many nurses who just don't want the? No, I, I personally don't know very many. I knew several that had not gotten it up to recent times. You know, because they were hesitant for the lot fair. of right. A lot of the same reasons a lot of people had it. They were hesitant. They weren't sure about the long term effects. And I mean, in the very beginning, I was too. Hmm. It didn't take me too long to decide to go ahead and get it. But I don't know of anyone personally that decided to just not get it. I did know one person that almost decided not to get it, Hmm. but then ended up doing it. So with a lot of people saying that's why nurses are are quitting, that's not necessarily what you've experienced. No, not what I've experienced. Do you, are there nurses that have quit just because they're exhausted and they're burnt out and they're dealing with trauma? Yeah, there's at least left and went somewhere else, did something else. How close to burnout are you? I mean, you've kind of already said it a little bit, but. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty close. I I definitely say I'm already burnt out. So I'm just showing up as a body, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just going with the motions, definitely probably not dealing it with dealing with it in healthy ways, just right. zoning out, based, not zoning out, like not focusing, but cutting off my 
emotions the best I can before I get there. Not trying to talk to patients too much like before they're on the ventilator or their family members. I honestly try not to build too much of a rapport because it hurts every time. And I hate to be insensitive, but if I don't protect myself in some kind of way, then I will burn out and not be able to be there to take care of them. I mean, that that's the thing too. And something that me and Callie have been dealing with is just the, it's just a constant thing. There's, there's no break. Every single day you go into the ICU, it's the same story. You know, it's people yeah. who are living their last moments and you know, it's, it's another reason why, like, you know, I think it's important to continue to have these conversations and talk about it. And because we've, we've got to come out on the other side to where this just isn't the case anymore. I mean, you guys are experiencing so much in terms of trauma and just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's frustrating. And I, something that I've been thinking about is a lot of where my frustration is, and I'm sure yours is too, is just being frustrated with the fact that it's not ending and it could end. You know, do you feel like some of that frustration is... I absolutely do. I, I've i always tried to be an open-minded person and un- understanding of other people's decisions. And I still feel like I am for the most part. There's a part of me too that's just mad for people not getting vaccinated. And again, I hate to be that way because I we do all have a choice and it's our body and our right and stuff. But it's just hard to go into work and watch these people dying day after day. Mm-hmm knowing that there was a prevention and knowing also that most of us, the majority of us get all of our vaccines already. Anyways, Mm -hmm. there are some people that just in general don't do vaccines, you know, anti-vaxxers, but the majority of us have vaccinated. All of our children are already all thoroughly vaccinated, fully vaccinated, but this one, they just are refusing. It just, it just kind of blows my mind personally, but I know that's a, topic for controversy too. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think the, the frustration is warranted. You know, I, I found myself getting really frustrated when I see certain posts or social media, or I hear somebody say this and the frustration isn't because I'm, I'm wanting to oppose that person. You know, it's not like I'm just looking for conflict. The the frustration is coming out of something much deeper in that. Uh, It's a frustration because I know what you guys are experiencing and I'm, I'm sick of it. You know, I'm sick of Callie having those days. I'm sick of y'all having those days. And I don't think that we should be the bad guys for being frustrated and voicing that frustration. I, and I also don't think we got to vilify people who are who are doing it in the opposite way. You know, they're frustrated with the medical community and they're frustrated with all the dialogue and not knowing who to trust. It, it's more so my frustration with the misinformation. Yes. More frustrated with that than I am you choosing not to vaccinate, you know, yourself or your child because you're unsure. You know, I, I get that. I understand that you're wanting to protect yourself, but it's yeah. the, uh, it's the misinformation that led us to that belief, um, that I'm just frustrated with. And I think it's warranted. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to get too heavy or bogged down or anything, but what moments are you dealing with right now that are just really sticking with you? It's just the same general, just every time I come into work, people are dead. Yeah. Not one specific moment, really, because they're all kind of the same now. Yeah. They all roll together, but just either watching them die, trying to save them from death, or just coming back in knowing that they've died. Mm-hmm. Just death. Yeah. Death, death, death. Yep. No, I, 
and it's hard too, because as somebody who's not seeing it personally, you know, it's hard to really, you know, watch my spouse go through that. And it's also hard to relate to it because I have yet to experience it. And I think for the most part, all of us on the outside, outside of the ICU, we don't see and experience what you guys are seeing every single day. So for us, it's very easy to turn off COVID and it's very easy to, to, to kind of just move on to the next thing that's happening in life, you know, whether it's seeing a movie or whatever, but, but for y'all, it's something that you're carrying with you. You know, do you feel anxiety like days leading up to the next shift? And I do, I'm feeling anxious now. I have to go into work in a couple hours. And so I'm already like, what, what am I walking into? Cause we've also been, we've got rack nurses, a government nurses in again to help, but they don't always seem to know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know. And we're, are we allowed to cuss on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're definitely allowed to cuss. I feel like I'm walking into a shit show every time I go into work because yeah. we're, we've also gone into disaster mode where we're taking a nice nurse typically only takes two patients. We're taking up to three. And so we're, and these are ventilated, highly sick patients. It's hard to take care of two of them at a time, let alone three. And then dealing with half of our staff not even knowing what they're doing. Like we're having to train them. And so that that adds to the frustration too. Just yeah. being completely overwhelmed, lack of resources or at work, it all adds to, to the stress and to the, the frustration. Well, I, I really hope that we turn a corner really soon and it, it moves on to, you know, being a just a completely different situation. I really don't know how we get there and, and less people, you know, vaccinate or if we just develop a really good herd immunity. But I appreciate you, uh, you know, keeping us updated with what's going on and sharing a little bit of what you're experiencing. But again, I, I hope it, you know, something changes and we see the, the light at the end of this tunnel. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck tonight. And um, yeah, just... Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what the, I don't know what to offer <laughs> nurses anymore. Honestly, what you're, what you're doing is a lot. This is why I always want to participate. Yeah, cool. Well, I appreciate it a lot. So thanks for hopping in on this. Here, appreciate it too, though. Thank you. Okay. See ya. Bye. Thanks again for tuning into this conversation. Remember, we're human. We're imperfect, but we're also capable of doing incredible things. We hope you take the time to reflect on this last discussion, that it moves you in a better direction with your life. What can we learn from these stories and these ideas? How can it help impact our lives in a better way? Life is short. Make the most of it. Be involved in the goodness of life. You can make a big difference by finding a cause on our website and giving a little time, money, and energy into something good, something positive and important. To be human means we're imperfect, but it also means taking part in making the world a better place. Mm-hmm.